Hello, everybody. My name is John Murphy. Welcome to On the Home Front. Hopefully, you're enjoying us live on WILI right now at AM 1400 or 95.3 Digital FM. We also record our shows for YouTube for the radio station's YouTube channel. And many of the 5 o'clock shows have their own channels, including <coughs> ours. So if you miss a show, you can always catch it. And we always give our guests links so they can share their story with their friends as well. So our program this week is a little short, but we're going to end early because of some Red Sox coverage. So we wish them well tonight on this very hot, skanky summer day. But we're going to focus on an organization we've been a partner with for a long time is the Wyndham Regional Community Council. And we're going to look at one of their programs today. This is the fourth program that we've had. We had one a while back last year, kind of looking at an overview of the agency and its history and all the different services and it provides. And then we looked a little bit at youth services, you know, things for family. That's coming up today. And we also looked at issues for young parents at the Child Resource Center here in Willimantic and program with veterans. And I'm here today again with Jeffrey Beadle, the executive director at WRCC. Jeff, it's really good to have you back in the house. Really nice to be back, John. I appreciate continuing Good our to see the man behind the scenes, Matthew, as well. Matthew Rupar makes it all happen. He is uh, always making it happen for us. And with the Youth Services Bureau today, we're going to be speaking with Kaylee Strong, and she's the coordinator of the Youth Services uh, Review Board. So we'll talk with Kaylee in just a couple minutes, but Jeff will start us out maybe with an overview of the whole Bureau and the different ways that they're working with young people in their lives in the everyday. I'm happy to. Please. Um, if I go back in time, way before Kaylee's time, yes. <laughs> um, in 1983, our agency approached the town council to establish a Youth Service Bureau. A Youth Service Bureau requires municipal sponsorship and municipal uh, funding. So that effort was led by Jane Metzler Potts in uh, our champion. When you're doing legislative matters, you always need a champion, right? And that champion was um, Virginia Darrow, who deceased a few years ago. But she brought the subject up and pioneered it through the council and ultimate approval. So that was 1983. Wow. We then um, enhanced our funding, and we were able to develop a juvenile review board whose very specific purpose is to deal with adolescents and young people within the Wyndham Public Schools, mostly middle school age, who are who have made some mistakes, whether it be truancy, bad behavior, etc. And the intention of this program is to divert those youth, right, and their families, from being dragged into juvenile court, which is part of the entire Connecticut justice system. Right. Um, our concern is that a youth and their family that goes through that process can find it very debilitating, and at some point, depending on your age, it can be a marker on your name. So That uh, means the, it stays with you. It stays with you, yeah. um, unless you were under 16, of course, because there's other protections for that. So... Uh, the purpose is to, we have established a review board that is made up of experts in the field of youth who serve on this board in a volunteer capacity uh, to hear 
the cases that are referred to the Juvenile Review Board from Wyndham Public Schools and to basically adjudicate in a friendly manner but, but firm their case. So they are interviewed, uh, their parents are uh, brought, into, brought into the interview process and we explore their motivations, issues they have, what have you. And then our, our intent is to create a six-month to one-year-long um, intervention program so that they have certain markers they have to reach and achieve in order to get back into good standing mm -hmm. with the schools. So uh, to kind of earn their credibility back. This is correct. That's right. This is correct. Yeah. Show better character. Now, of course, all youth, like most people, were deeply impacted by the closures of COVID. So that has exasperated a lot of issues for adolescents. Zoom education. Not being able to socialize with their friends, their classmates, isolation, uh, further uh, uh, enhancing their their uh, participation in the electronic world of phones and computers, etc., which can lead youth down a very perilous journey in many cases. There are very sad stories regarding that. So the whole positive impact of the review board is is to intervene, get their life back together, so to speak, a young life, um, so it, it doesn't go with them the rest of their life, and then move on, be successful in school, further education or vocational training, whatever might be best for that individual youth. Yeah. So, Kaylee, first of all, thank you for volunteering your service because yes, I've yes. had so many people on that depend on volunteer energy. Mm -hmm. And if you quantify it, it's a huge amount. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely. I'm happy uh, to be here. But what led you to want to volunteer and what brought you to want to work in this space to make a contribution that way? So from a very young age, I've always wanted to work with adolescents. For some reason, it's always been my you know, my passion. Um, I went to school for social work, so I have my bachelor's in social work. And when this position opened up, I was like, wow, this is like really what I want to do. You know, I definitely want to work with adolescents. And if there's just any impact I can provide them to help change their lives and get them on the right course, then that's definitely, you know, absolutely what I want to do. So when this position opened up, it was literally a match made in heaven. Right. And you got on board this past year i guess right in the past what yep. july right past yep. year yep so i guess maybe i could ask your first impressions coming into what your expectations were what was it like for you to actually engage um it was great actually the first my second interview was the day i got hired and then hours after i was sitting in my first intake appointment yeah. so i got to see how all that went down i took over for seth McAllister. Um, who was the previous Juvenile Review Board coordinator mm -hmm. for the past 40 years. So, um, yeah. So Close I had some big that. shoes to fill. Um, but, you know, having that intake experience on the first day I was hired was wow. definitely helpful and reassured my 
passion for what I want to do. This is definitely where I belong. Yeah, it confirmed it, which is really good to yes, feel. Yes, that's good for sure. So what's the current load of cases like? How many people are currently tied up now in this? So when I came on board, we had three carryover cases. Um, I just got my first solo referral last month. Mm -hmm. um, and usually cases start to uptick once the school year starts, because as sure. Jeff of mentioned, we get, yeah. we get a lot of referrals from the schools, um, yeah. but we also get them from the juvenile court and the police department. Right. So um, the ones I got or that were in place over the summer was primarily juvenile court and the police department since school wasn't in. Yeah. Um, but I'm in contact with Wyndham Middle School and Wyndham High School, so uh, we should be getting some more referrals soon from uh, kiddos yeah. who just need a little bit of help. Yeah. Jeff, let me ask you one thing, a little context here. You know, early 80s to now 40 years. It's a lot of time. Kids are still kids, and they were still That's kids right. then. So if you kind of take what's in common that kids have that they all have to go through, what are the biggest changes that you see and what they have to deal with compared to 40 years ago in terms of all the outside factors affecting them in their lives? The same challenges, you know, we ourselves had to confront in our adolescence and middle school, identity, um, where do I fit in? What do I want to do? Um, am I in the right school? Uh, do I really like my friends? Who's the bully? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but let's, if I circle back um, to my description of what youth have been facing the last couple of years, yeah. um, I think the idea of identity has certainly expanded uh, greatly, yeah. uh, not just as a person, but your own uh, how you present to the world, um, and then all of the challenges, the negative side of uh, the super electronics and communication yeah. capabilities we have now. It's a big bubble. Uh, and the negativity that can come out of um, um, spending too much time there, and Instagram, or whatever it may be, the shaming that particularly adolescent girls go through. Um, my own daughter went through that. I mean, she's 27. But those were issues then with all these, these emerging um, um, sites yeah. uh, that youth go to. Rather than going outside, playing some volleyball, going for a bicycle ride, yeah. going fishing, hiking, and being being in the in the great outdoors. In I mean, when world. I grew up, yeah. uh, you got out of school, you got home, your mother or father said, change your clothes and go outside. Yeah. What your father will yell for you at six o'clock in his beaming voice to tell you it's time for dinner. When the yeah. streetlights come on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now kids, um, they come home. There may not be uh, a guardian available. There may be uh, the guardians are both working. Absolutely. Mother and father or guardians, conservators. Um, and, and we're still... Kaylee can expound on this, but people are still getting back into post-COVID mm -hmm. norms. I know I myself had to. I mean, I was like total. I realized a couple of months ago as we, well, back in January, as we moved out of our COVID protocols, right. 
I have been spending so much time just emailing and texting people rather than calling them, going out for a meal, and God forbid, staff meetings, <laughs> you know, for everybody to stay in touch. Yeah. So I and all of us, I think, are just, you know, recalibrating and, and getting back to where we were with what knowledge we've gained from that period of time. Do you have a sense that some of the stress that leads to troubles comes from the fact that a lot of issues of living together or identity, as you said, are coming out in the open now? For a while, things can seem quiet because they're in the closet and they're That's buried. Right. And it's, it's fine because it's the glass menagerie thing. Yes. But when it finally comes out, it can get nasty. Yes. And is that adding to the stress that leads to behavior that might take it over when maybe it wouldn't go that far? I'll give that one to Kayla because she's closer <laughs> yes. to the current age group. Yes, well, you'll who, see it who in we faces, are, are right? helping. You'll see it in their faces, mm -hmm. right? So, what do you see? Um, so, you know, as Jeff explained, um, a lot of great points, but I think definitely the pandemic too, because a lot of these kids, you know, missed formative developmental years of their life, mm -hmm. um, because you know they're supposed to be in school. They're supposed to be making those friendships and those relationships and those small little mistakes, um, but you know, the family aspect of things with financial situations, there's a lot of families who have to work, both parents have to work two jobs, oh, yeah. which is very difficult because, you yeah. know, childcare is very expensive, but also, you know, the child comes home and there's no parent. Yeah. And I know in Willimannock, there's not many things to do. Yeah. I lived here, like I said, majority of my life. And, you know, these kids are just trying to find themselves, but it's hard in a community that doesn't really have the adequate resources. Yeah. Um, but, you know, our resources are kind of, in a way, hidden because there are so many resources, and I've learned that from working at WRCC. There's so many resources for youth. They're just not displayed properly. Is that because people don't find out until they're in trouble and then you find out where to get help? I think and that might a vacuum, be. Like, because I always wonder, what could parents do proactively? Right. Things that they may not think are important are very important. Mm -hmm. And this can help to prevent a lot of this. Mm -hmm. Do you struggle with that for parents who have the time to know what it is to do? I would say, I would say yes, because definitely, like I said, they're wrapped up in, you know, making sure the household is fine making sure they have enough money to pay bills, put food on the table, yeah. keep the roof over their heads. Um, so, you know, there could be various trainings or like educational sessions on resources out there, but parents might not have the time to attend mm -hmm. such, such things. Yeah. Well, we're going to be, uh, through the Youth Services Bureau, the review board, we're going to be working with Wynnum Public Schools when they're going to be opening up this fall, or I, I guess maybe November, uh, an academy with various options mm -hmm. for parents about parenting, uh, language, uh, uh, issues facing as we're speaking. It's the PCU, youth. right? They've had those yes. before, right? Parent academies? Yes, yep. they have. So they like they are going to the new staff are Great. going to be jump-starting that, and we're going to play uh, a partnership role in, in offering. And that'll definitely be great because it's a all-in-one thing that parents can sign up for, and it's not, like, all over the place. It's a one-stop one shop for 
anything parents are interested in learning. Well, we should have you back in October closer to that date because that would be a good day to have uh, everybody. Beginning there. to think that. Yeah, yeah. In terms of upcoming events. Definitely, yeah. 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 yeah, well, on the radio, in case you've just joined us, you know, we're talking about WRCC with Jeff Beadle today at Kaylee Strong. And I wondered, as people come to the youth services area, what are the programs that WRCC can help them as ancillary supports? Because it's not all in a vacuum. There's a presenting problem, and then there's the different things that contribute to it, right? Yeah. So how else can they, you know, interact with WRCC, maybe even after they resolve it, to move ahead more coherently? How does that work? So, um, you know, my position as Juvenile Review Board Coordinator is under the Youth Services Board. So right. ours is... Um, the JRB is a diversionary program, so like I said before, we get referrals that come in, mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, it's a six-month program. They go through it with us to help um, mend relationships within the community so that they don't have to go on through the juvenile court system. Um, but there is, I'll give them a little shout-out, Grow Wyndham is doing a lot of great things um, to support yep. the youth. Definitely, I want to say they're planning on opening up a youth space in the building, um, for youths to come instead of, you know, being out on the streets. They can have a place to hang out, play games, cook together. Um, I would definitely like if that's... That's a great program. If that's, yes, yes. Um, so I've kind of been in... Yes, I've kind of been in contact right. with Grow Windham, Grow Windham to see um, if I can refer some of my kiddos there. Um, but yeah, no, WRCC as a whole has many different departments. Um, but, you know, the Youth Services Bureau and Grow Wyndham are definitely, definitely some that are going to help our kiddos, for right. sure. I can add to that or supplement. Um, also, we can, for those with younger children needing child care, we do provide child care services. Yeah. Early childhood education at two sites, Valley Street and up at Wyndham Heights. Yeah, that was our second show. That's right. Um, that is available if there are veterans in the family that need assistance in accessing benefits. That's there. Uh, if there are people, uh, families, adults who are at risk of losing their housing, we have what's called the, funded by the Department of Housing, State Department. Uh, we have funds, and through an application policy, we can provide uh, financial assistance to hold on to a house, to make a mortgage payment, make a monthly payment, wow. utility costs, etc. Sure. With the uh, and do it rapidly in a coordinated approach with all other providers within Eastern Connecticut. Yeah. So we can those we we make those kind of resources we make known. Uh, uh, we also have the housing. We, we do have units that we manage for those who are eligible. Right. Uh, but we're always full with that. It's 62 units who, 62. who we manage, and we pay the rents for 32 of those. Well, you know, I've covered some of this with you over many years, and it took a long time to get the coordination in place. And then you end up saving a lot of money and time as well as serving people better with quality. Right. It saves money. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
So, Kaylee, I want to thank you for being here for your good work. What would be the one thing that would make the biggest difference to you? Let's say you don't hit Powerball, get a half a billion dollars, <laughs> and the whole program is fine. What's the number one thing that would make the most difference to you right now? I would say as far as the position goes, which this is a very large part of my life as of right now, right. Um, I just want to be in this position, even if it means I only help one kiddo. You know, changing the life of one kid will make a difference to me, definitely, because I'm in this job for a reason. Yeah. My goal, obviously, is to help as many kiddos as I can. But if I just know that I changed one kiddo's life, that'll mean the absolute world to me. It'll solidify further that I am where I belong. That's a good way to end that. Well said. <laughs> well said. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was such an honor. And Jeff Beadle, it's always good to have always you here. Always a pleasure. Always we'll look fun. forward to having you guys back in October to continue the stories. And just you know, search on Wyndham Regional Community Council. The website has all the information about the programs, all the ways to follow up on the things that they talked about today. So we're going to take a short musical break before we end early today for Red Sox coverage. One of my favorite local musicians is Patty Tewitt. She had a really wonderful record. Her most recent one is called Hard Case of the Blues. Here's a taste. What can I do to ease your trouble? What can I do to ease your pain? Because lately you've been in a bubble. I've tried to
Okay, we're back on the home front here. I've got a few minutes left for the show, so I want to run down a calendar of some events coming up this weekend you might want to check out. Thank you very much for the emails. I'm getting a lot of them now. Just send it to john at humanartsmedia.com, and we'll put the stuff on here at WILI, and also up on the show I do on Wednesdays up at Eastern on WECS. So we're happy to share the news. There's a lot of stuff going on. First of all, at the Wyndham Museum, uh, at, the, at the Textile and Mill Museum, they're having an opening and a reception to on Friday, September 8th at 6 o'clock. There's a new exhibit there called Sewn Stories, Shared Lives and Exhibit. It features two artists, Linda Martin and Carol Vinnick. It's a mixture of black American and Jewish American traditions, and they're exploring differences and commonalities through fiber and textile art forms. And it's going to be there for the whole month at the Mill Museum. So again, if you want to stop by, they'll be happy to meet with you at 6 o'clock this Friday on the 8th. This weekend on Sunday the 10th, they're having a special jazz concert. It's called Jazz in the Garden. They do it every year, and it benefits the Wyndham Free Library. It's coming up Sunday the 10th in the afternoon. If you want to find out more, just go to their website. You can get all the information about location. It's at a place they call Fox Hall. If you're a local, Fox Hall on Wyndham Center Road, just go to thewyndhamfreelibrary.org. And again, it's this Sunday on the 10th. Jot down Sunday, September 17th, and go to the Shabu stage. The whole Chilson Square is going to be filled with people for the Pugliero of Willimannic. It's a combination food festival, music event, and craft fair all day from uh, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's free. It's all being put together with folks who are involved with Click and Grow Wyndham. A lot of community groups are behind this. So bring an appetite and have fun on the 17th. And the last thing I want to mention is Neighbors. This is a wonderful monthly magazine. It comes out every month, obviously, because I just said it was monthly. But the idea is it's a calendar of all the events. It gives all of our organizations a chance to share news with you. Uh, and also it's a way for a small group of writers to share stories about community living. So it's available for free all over in 22 towns. But if you don't get a hard copy, it's online in color at neighborspaper.com neighborspaper.com and I want to thank Tom King for doing that good work for so many years so that's how we're going to wrap it up this week now I have to get out of the way for the Red Sox thanks very much for sharing your time with us and we'll see you next week